So today does begin a whole spanking brand new year of learning and growing in our faith toward God and our love toward one another. Classes, learning opportunities for all ages kick off today. Hence the name, Kickoff Sunday, like football. You know, there it is. And so I, I want to begin with a story about teaching and learning. A particular Sunday school teacher endeavored every Sunday to dutifully and diligently plan out the lesson and spent a lot of time and a lot of effort and energy in preparing the lesson to be taught. And on this particular Sunday, she really wanted to drive home the point that we are not saved through what we can do for God, but rather we are saved through what God has already done for us in his son Jesus Christ. We are saved by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And so having everything all planned out and worked up and all of the teaching aids ready, uh, she came together that Sunday morning, the students gathered in the classroom and it was going fine. And in the course of the lesson she said, if I sold my house and my car, had a big garage sale, gave all my money to the church, would I get into heaven? And all the kids said, no. She thought, all right, so far, so good. And she pressed on. Well, what if I cleaned the church every day, mowed the lawn out there and tidied up? Would I get into heaven? And all the children responded, no! Great, she thought, and pressed on. Well, what if I took care of sick people every day, fed the hungry, helped those who were in need? Would I get into heaven? Once more, the kids had it right. They're the theologians, and they said, no! Well, the teacher said, how do I get into heaven? And immediately one sharp student responded and blurted out, you gotta be dead. <laughs> Not exactly the answer the teacher was looking for. You know, sometimes teaching uh, in any environment, including Sunday school, can be like that box of chocolates that Forrest Gump talks about. You know, you never know what you're going to get. And yet, what an amazing blessing and a privilege and a joy and, yes, sometimes a challenge to teach not only children but youth and young adults and adults and seniors, pointing them to the one who loves them, who gave himself for them, Jesus Christ. It is what we do in the life of the congregation. And so with the psalmist, we can only say, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy, because he inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. And that is the theme for the message on this kickoff Sunday as long as I live. May the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching and the hearing and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. It is interesting to note, I don't know if you caught it, the references that are found in today's scripture lessons about teaching. They're there. 
In that Old Testament lesson, you may want to pull out your worship bulletin and take a look at this. It is one of the what are called servant songs from the prophet Isaiah, and this is one of the suffering servant songs. The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught that I may know how to sustain with a word him who is weary. Morning by morning he awakens me, he awakens my ear as those who are taught. Now the one who is taught has to listen, right? As any good teacher will tell you, if you're not listening, you're probably not learning. So the question is, are we listening? Are we learning or are we so busy in the hectic hustle bustle of daily life? And I know what that's like myself and I know you do as well. But are we so overly busy that we don't have time in our lives to listen to the Lord God as he speaks to us? in his word. If we're not listening to God as he speaks to us in his word, we are listening to something else, someone else. So are we spending time with God in his word through our own private, personal devotion time and in reading that life-giving word of God? Are we engaged in Bible study with other people? Are we spending time in prayer? And if not, why not? What is holding us back? You know, when all is said and done, this passage from Isaiah right here, it points us ahead to the Lord Jesus Christ, whose word does indeed sustain us when we are weary whose back bore the lashes of those who struck him with whip and scourge, whose face was indeed disfigured from abuse and spitting, whose bruised and bloody body was nailed to the tree of the cross as payment for all of your sin. And mine as well. All of it. Jesus paid that price. And because of all that Jesus has done for us, our hearts are set free to now hear what he is telling us, not as a burden, but as a blessing. We're moved to be taught willingly, gladly by the Lord. We can only say with the psalmist, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. Because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. The epistle lesson, James, cautions us not many of you should become teachers you know and I think we've taken that word pretty seriously right <laughs> not many of us have become teachers maybe we've taken that a little too seriously not many of you should become teachers for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness Teaching in the church is serious business because it carries on that ministry of the apostles and the prophets into our lives today. 
It is serious because it must always point people to the cross and what God in Christ has done for us on the cross. Teaching as well as preaching is about both law and gospel, those twin lenses through which we read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest the word of God, law and gospel. The law tells us what we must do for God. Thou shalt, thou shalt not. The law exposes our shortcomings, our failures, our errors. The law is an SOS. It shows our sins, the evil we've done the good we have failed to do. But the law is not and cannot be an end unto itself. It must prepare us for the gospel, the good news of Jesus. Where the law tells us what we must do for God, the gospel tells us that in Christ it is already done through Christ, where the law exposes our shortcomings and failures and errors, the gospel clothes us with the robe of Christ's own righteousness, where the law is an SOS showing our sin, the gospel is an even greater SOS because it shows our Savior Jesus Christ, and that is the best news of all. And this is what we preach and teach Sunday after Sunday, year in and year out. It is the old, old message that is ever new. And like the hymn puts it, it satisfies my longings as nothing else can do. And so we say with the psalmist, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. In that gospel lesson for today, Jesus is met by a great crowd with a great need. The man says, teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. Sounds like an epileptic seizure, doesn't it? Hmm. Notice how the man addresses Jesus, teacher, which is the meaning of the word rabbi. It's a term of honor and respect. Jesus is our Savior, he is our Lord, he is our Master, and he's also our teacher. Think of all that Jesus has taught us in his word, all of the parables. The kingdom of heaven is like the Beatitudes. Blessed are you, the great commandment. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The Great Commission, go into all the world, make disciples of all nations. 
If Jesus had only taught these things, that would have put Jesus in the same group as other teachers throughout history whose words are still studied today. Confucius, Buddha, Mohammed. But here's the big difference. Confucius and Buddha and Mohammed did not die for you. They did not give their life as payment for your sin. Jesus came to do for us what we could never do for ourselves by living that perfect, sinless life of obedience to the Father's will and then dying the death we rightly deserve because of our sin. Jesus is both our sacrifice for sin and he is our model of the godly life. Now, truth be told, there's many things about what Jesus has taught us that we may struggle to comprehend and believe. That exchange between Jesus and the father of the boy in the gospel lesson for today, it's really an exchange between Jesus and us. Jesus tells that man, all things are possible for the one who believes, and he says that to you and me as well. And the father cried out, I believe. Help my unbelief. And that's our cry as well. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. What I don't understand, what I don't comprehend, what I do not grasp, help me. Lord, our learning, our being taught, our growing in faith, it never stops this side of heaven. And so we can only say with the psalmist, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy because he inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. So at the start of this new year of learning, come and sit at the feet of our Savior, our Lord, our Master, our Teacher, Jesus Christ, and learn what he has done for you, and in so learning what he has done for you, learn how your life can serve him and your neighbor as we join Jesus on his mission. God help us to do this for Jesus' sake. Amen.